Hey everybody, thanks for checking out Basically Biblical. It's good to be back. Um, it's been a little while since I've actually recorded something. A lot of what we've been uploading has been stuff that has been recorded for a little while. I've just been doing editing because we have moved across the country. Um, moved from Illinois to South Georgia, Central Illinois to South Georgia. And we are still in the process of getting everything unpacked and actually moving in to the house that we have moved into. So, um, I wanted to get this done, get this recorded. This is one I've been thinking about for a while. I think it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a little different than anything we've done so far. And we end up doing some more like it. But I have 20 questions I'm going to answer in 20 minutes. If I don't answer it in 20 minutes, nothing's going to happen. But it'll be cool if I can answer it all in 20 minutes. Now, I think it goes without saying that... I'm not going to be able to give a real in-depth answer to a lot of these questions. It's going to be very surface level, just kind of skimming over. But I do think we're going to come back and revisit these questions uh, myself, as well as some other ones that we've had on before. Uh, probably Tiffany on some, Aubrey, Jess, maybe uh, Luke or Andreas, some of the others. And we're going to revisit some of these topics and actually look more in-depth with them but I've seen some some stuff kind of like this and I came across this list that had I think it was the 25 questions that are 25 hard questions for Christians to answer or something like that um, it was a very clickbaity title but I saw it um, thought it'd be interesting to tackle take on and figured I would give it a shot see if we can do uh, 20 questions in 20 minutes hopefully um, We'll actually be getting a little bit of a miniature studio set up and uh, be able to have some... Uh, I've got some cool stuff I want to have up in our background and maybe I can go through some of that if we actually uh, get get the space set up before too much longer. Uh, but I have a lot of really awesome stuff coming up on the channel, some really just great content. Um, a couple things I'm really, really excited about. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what they are yet one of them is going to be an interview um, in my opinion it will it'll definitely be the biggest thing that we have done so far the most impactful thing that we have done so far and I think it's very possible to say this could end up actually being one of the most impactful things that we do ever on the show um, now coming from a, a small YouTube channel I know that doesn't sound <laughs> like very much but I'm very excited about it. Um, it's going to be an interview. I've been in touch with, with uh, a couple people to try to get this set up. I think it's going to be something that is, is going to potentially change a lot of people's lives and affect a lot of people in a, a very, very positive way. So without any further ado, uh, well, if, if you do want to see any of that content as we drop it, make sure that you are subscribed. Hit the notification bell so that way you get notified anytime we come out with a new video. Um, and that way you can keep up to date with all the fascinating backgrounds that I'm going to end up having while we're in the process of getting everything set up and getting some stationary um, background and, and stuff like that set up. So without any further ado, we will dive straight in to, if I click the right button, there we go, da da da, PowerPoint. I know, it's pretty pretty amazing so I've got the questions will be popping up right here 
Um, we've got a little timer down here in the bottom right hand corner. And we will see if I'm able to do this in 20 minutes. Now, this actually is my second go around recording this. I went through, I recorded it, and I thought my time was really good. I'm like, I went through that way faster than I thought I was going to. Well, I just had like a, a list of the questions pulled up um, to the side, and I was just, I'd look over and read it and then come back, and I accidentally like skipped like two of them, and I didn't realize it until after it was done. So, this way, I make sure I hit them all, and I make sure that I'm watching the time, and we can track the time. So, I'm going to click this to start the time, and we're going to get going. In three, two, one, time is a go. 20 questions, 20 minutes. Here we go. Question one, is the Bible inerrant? Yes, the Bible is inerrant. Not saying that there are no errors in the Bible we have today. There are errors. Um, I actually have a video kind of going over some of that, but the errors that are there don't amount to anything. Um, it's a lot of grammatical stuff. Or John in the Greek was spelled Juanes, J-U-A-N-E-S, but sometimes they spelled it J-U-A-N-N-E-S. That's an error, but it doesn't amount to anything. Um, there are no errors or anything that changes any central doctrine to anything that's in the Bible. And the message that we have today is the message that was intended by the original authors that were being guided by the Holy Spirit. So yes, the Bible is in there. Question two, what is open theism? Open theism is a view that because of free will, God does not actually know everything that's going to happen. Now this is a very kind of truncated definition. Um, but my best refute for that would be if I laid out four different types of candy in front of any of my kids, um, I could tell you with very high degree of certainty which one they're going to go for depending on the kid and the candy that's there. Now, this doesn't mean that my kids don't have free choice. It just means that I know my kids. I know what they're going to do. Um, and so how much more does a, an all-powerful, all-knowing God know what we're going to do? So yes, he does know everything that's going to happen forever, everything that will happen. Um, but we still have free will, and that's not a contradiction. Question number three. Doesn't science, specifically evolution, disprove creation and the Bible? This is a no. Um, I would actually say, and this would be, there's not, not every Christian is going to agree with me on this. Um, there are some Christians that are actually going to have a very hard stance against me on this. I would say evolution does not disprove the Bible. I would even say that you can believe in evolution and you can believe in the Bible. Um, believing in evolution does not require you to sacrifice any of the core doctrines of Christianity. I did not always believe that. Um, I used to actually believe that evolution was in stark contrast to the Bible. But there is um, a YouTube channel, his name is um, Michael Jones, our Inspiring Philosophy. It's absolutely just great content. He does an amazing job of what he puts out there. And he's actually changed my mind on this topic. Now, I still would consider myself a, a creationist, probably leading young earth creationist, but not quite as much as I was. Um, but I do think that you can be what he is, and that would be a theistic evolutionist. I don't think that evolution causes you to give up on any of the core doctrines of Christianity. Number four, could Jesus have sinned? Yes. Um, simple. If there was not 
a possibility for Jesus to sin, then it wouldn't have been real temptation, and we wouldn't have actually gotten salvation through um, him avoiding that and, and being perfect and, and spotless sacrifice. Um, so it's, it's possible Jesus could have sinned. Now this is one I will say that if I say it, I don't know, there's, there's part of me, and I don't know what exactly it is, but there's part of me that in my brain when I say that it was possible for Jesus to have sinned, I don't like it. Um, but I do think that it's possible Jesus to have sinned, and thank God that he did not. What did Jesus mean when he said, judge not that you not be judged? We talked about this a little bit in the, I think it was the second episode that we put out on the channel. Um, in this passage, I believe it's in Matthew, Jesus was actually saying, this is the same passage where he's talking about, get the uh, speck out of, or plank out of your eye before you get the speck out of your brother's eye. It doesn't mean that we're not supposed to uh, judge. We're actually, we are called to judge the fruit of the believers that are around us. We're called to point out if there are issues in character and um, if there's sin in people's lives, we are, we are to call that out. And um, that that is what we're supposed to do inside of the church. It's not saying that you should not judge one another. Um, it's just saying that you need to be be right in how you're doing it. And, and that's some of the, the best friends that I have that are willing to judge what I'm doing, um, willing to call out what I'm doing. They're not afraid to hurt my feelings. Question number six, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Um, so I believe currently, um, and I, I've kind of held on to this for a little while, I think blasphemy of the Holy Spirit would be knowing that the gospel is true, knowing that Jesus was God and still denying it anyways. Um, we can see this, this would be the uh, Jewish leaders back in the day. I believe they knew that Jesus was God. They knew everything that was required of salvation and they still turned their back on it because it was going against what they wanted and what their thoughts were. So that is what I would say is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Question number seven, are those who die in infancy saved? I would say yes. Um, now there's not a scripture verse that you can go to that says exactly yes. If they die in infancy, they're saved. You hear a lot of people talk about an age of accountability. Again, there's not a specific verse that you can go to that definitively says yes, that is the case. Um, this kind of ties into knowing the nature of God and um, I just, I personally, and this is one of my issues with uh, Calvinism, the whole idea that you don't have free will and so it's already been determined who's going to go to heaven or go to hell. Um, Paul says that every man, or no man has, I'm going to butcher it, um, no man has excuse because every man can see and make the decision for themselves based on just nature. Um, so if it seems to me if God had predetermined that you weren't going to believe, that's a pretty good excuse. I would kind of extend that to this, that someone who wasn't able to rationally um, see what was at stake and actually make that decision on their own, uh, who's not fully mentally developed. And I would extend this to people that are, are mentally handicapped, um, some, some, some others like that as well, that... Um, even though they're not, they they don't have the mental faculty to make that decision. I would say that they're probably still going to be saved. Um, that's that's my opinion on it. I've I've not done a huge study into this, but that's just where I stand. Will people eight? Will people be condemned for not believing in Jesus though they've never heard his name? This kind of falls back in the other one. We do see 
Um, there are instances where people, um, we see a lot coming out of the Middle East with Muslims. Uh, they'll have dreams of this man preaching them. And I've seen stories of this too with people in the, the, like the Amazon rainforest. They'll have dreams of this man that's preaching them. And um, he, he's preaching the gospel and these people have never had a Bible. Well, then they get a missionary goes and they already know the gospel. They're aware of Jesus's teachings and what it was is Jesus appeared to them in a vision. And so I do think there's, it's possible for God to kind of work in ways like that. Um, I think there's some mystery to it. We don't always know what's going on, but we do know, uh, like I said, Paul says that anyone can, can look at nature and see that there's a God. Um, every man is without excuse. No man has an excuse. Um, that's just, that's what it is. You may not like it. You don't have to like it. Um, so, question nine. Could God make a rock so big that he couldn't move it? Now, this is a question that seems very stupid, and then you like really look at it, and you're like, you can't really answer yes or no. Well, a lot of times atheists will use a question like this to try to disprove Christianity. But really the problem is, this is two questions in one. First of all, can God make a rock of any size? Yes, God can. So, could God make a rock so big that he can't move it? Well, no, but it's not because it, God doesn't have the ability. This would be like asking if God could make a square circle or a married bachelor. It's not that God doesn't have the ability to make those things. It's that those things don't have the ability to exist. They are a, a self-contradiction. Um, you can't have a, a square circle because as soon as it's square, it's no longer a circle. So uh, this is a... a uh, a, a pretty ignorant question. You see this a lot from atheists and people like that that are online. But number ten, can Christian can a Christian be demonized? Yes. Um, I do like this terminology better. A lot of people say demon possessed, which I don't believe is accurate. Uh, what we see a lot in the Bible, it's actually a verb, and it, it would translate more closely to demonize. And this would be everything from. Uh, low-level persuasion um, you know if you deal with lust uh, maybe that thought is is put into your mind to a full as uh, Joshua Lewis on remnant radio would say level 10 meat puppet um, so yes I believe that Christians can be influenced in some ways uh, they can have thoughts put into their head and things like that I don't know that I think that a Christian can be full-on possessed like what people normally think of when they think of possession um, and that just falls back to the Holy Spirit's living inside of us so there's not room for anything else to come in. Uh, so that would be my answer there. 11, are there territorial spirits? Um, I've not done a real in-depth study on this. This is one, it's kind of interested me. I've looked at it a couple of times, but again, nothing really, really in-depth. We do see some hints of this in um, a couple books of the Bible. Uh, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Daniel when he prays and uh, Michael, uh, shows up and he says that he was actually dispatched as soon as, um, uh, as, as soon as Daniel prayed, but he was held up by the Prince of Persia. Well, it's not the actual like Prince of Persia. Um, it's, it's a spirit that's there. And so I do think that there is some evidence to suggest that there's kind of spiritual territories that are there. Um, as far as how much that is, I, I don't know. I don't know that the Bible teaches it explicitly. I do think that there's some some verses that kind of seem to hint at that. Number 12, can Christians lose their salvation? 
I would say if I have to say yes or no answer, I would say no, but not in the sense that most people think when I say no. I'm not a Calvinist. I don't believe Calvinist teachings. I believe all five points of Calvinism are flawed. But the reason I say no, they cannot lose their salvation is because I don't think that you could say you fully have your salvation until you reach glory. Um, you know, if I were to die today, I, I have no doubt where I would be. I, I would be in heaven. But if I decide tomorrow that I don't believe in Christianity anymore, I step away from the faith, um, then I would say that the, the faith I have today didn't save me. I didn't have salvation. Um, so it's kind of a, a, a terminology issue more than anything else, but I just want to answer that would be no. But I'm not Calvinist. 13. Will there be sex in heaven? This, I will say no. Um, and the main reason why is because that is something that was given to us by God for uh, procreation, uh, to have kids. Once we get to heaven, there will no longer be a need for that. And Jesus also says that there will not be marriage in heaven. Um, now, with that, I do think that, uh, you know, looking at it now, my relationship with my wife, um, she's the, the person I'm closer to than, than anybody else in my life. Not even, not even close um, by a long shot. I think once we get to heaven, there will be uh, an intimacy there, and that relationship will go to an even deeper level, um, but it will be different than, than what we have here. It won't be the, the physical nature. Um, it will be something entirely different that we can't really comprehend right now um, in our mortal bodies. Number 14, are miraculous gifts for today? Yes, 100%. I am a continuationist. If you have watched this podcast for really very long at all, that should be something that you are aware of and familiar with. I do believe the gifts of the Spirit are for today, and we are actually looking at doing a series diving into each of the specific gifts of the Spirit, what they look like, how they should be practiced in church um, today, and maybe even some, some guardrails that should be put in place. Uh, I, I am from the charismatic movement, that's my background, I think that there are a lot of people that take that too far and take the guardrails off that are, that are taught explicitly in scripture. Um, and so that's something we're looking at. But yes, miraculous gifts are still for today. I've seen every gift um, talked about in the Bible. I've seen it firsthand. Um, there's been several that I have actually uh, partaken of. Um, some just crazy stuff. And we may have some uh, episodes where we kind of talk through some of that later on. 15. Should all Christians speak in tongues? No. Um, so I spent most of my life to this point in the uh, Assemblies of God denomination. It is a Pentecostal charismatic denomination. And they teach that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, I disagree with that. I don't think it is. I do think that there are people who are Christian who are filled with the Holy Spirit who don't speak in tongues and will never speak in tongues. I believe that that is a gift and it is a gift that like any other gift uh, could be for certain people and not for other people. Um, so no, not all Christians should speak in tongues. 16. What is Paul's thorn in the flesh? Um, this is another one I think I may do a, a video kind of dedicated to this verse in Corinthians. Um, but Paul's thorn in the flesh, I think it is clear clearly taught in scripture that it was a physical ailment of some kind. If we look at other pieces of scripture, specifically Galatians, 
Um, and some other parts, you know, Paul had someone that was there with him, helping him around. He had people that helped write his letters. In Galatians, he talked about how they were so willing to help him, they would have uh, gouged out their own eyes and given it to him if that would have been beneficial to him. And at first read, that seems like it's really odd, uh, but I think it's more of a, you know, someone saying they'd, they'd be willing to cut off their own arm and give it to you if, if you could use it. Um, I do think that Paul's thorn in the flesh was a physical ailment. I personally think it was some kind of uh, like maybe a glaucoma or something. I think it could have been as a result of the revelations that he was getting from heaven. But it is, I believe, clearly taught in scripture that it was a physical ailment. 17. Is there healing in the atonement? Yes, 100%. That is where our healing comes from. But that does not mean that everyone is healed right here, right now, all the time, always here on earth. That is something that um, if, if you get into the theology of this, they will, you'll hear, uh, talk about the, the two wills of God, um, and also the, uh, uh, the already not yet. So healing, yes, uh, everyone's going to be healed. That's not always going to happen here on earth though. There are sometimes we can get a taste of that here on earth, but it may not always be in full here on earth. And there's an aspect of mystery that I don't know why some people get healed and some people don't. Sometimes it seems like it's really not fair. Um, but that's not my place to judge. I'm not God. Question 18. Why doesn't God always heal the sick? Uh, this goes back to the last one. I don't know. Um, I really wish I could, I could give a definitive answer on this, but I can't. I do think that there is, there can be times where there are issues in somebody's life. Um, I do think that sometimes, not always, and, and there are people that think that this is always the case, and I think they cause a lot of issues for people. But I do think there are times where sickness and, and ailment can be a result of sin. Um, maybe even not even sin that you, you've done yourself or you've chosen. It could be something that's been done to you. And I do think that sometimes that can cause illness and ailment, and sometimes that um, repentance is it's what's needed for that. I think sometimes it could just be that God has said no, and he's sovereign, and we need to trust that his ways are better than ours. Um, so I, I, I don't know why God doesn't always heal the sick. One day we'll be able to ask him though. 19. What is legalism? Legalism is a lot. Uh, we see what the Jewish leaders were partaking of, and I think there are some some denominations today that still kind of push that. Um, the, the charismatic movement um, has had some issues with legalism in the past. Um, I remember growing up, I was told that uh, I couldn't play with Pokemon cards because they were demonic. Um, no evidence whatsoever they were just demonic um so there's a lot of things like that adding rules and, and it could even be good-hearted rules like good good intentions behind it but if it's not expressly taught in the bible we don't need to say that it is a sin uh, we can give people our opinion advice ad, advise people against doing things or advise people away from things without saying hey the bible teaches this when the bible doesn't actually teach it um, so in a nutshell, that's kind of legalism. Question 20, are Christians obligated to tithe? And all the pastors are about to check out in three, two, one. No. Um, I'm just kidding. I know a lot of pastors that would actually agree with this. Christians are not obligated to tithe. A tithe was an Old Testament our old covenant thing um, it actually was in place before the old covenant um, Abraham 
And a lot of people would say that that is evidence that we still need to do it today. So Abraham, the most likely reason that he gave a, a tithe when he did in Genesis, when that story is talked about, is because that's what people around there were doing for their pagan gods. And so he thought, well, I'm going to at least do that for, for the real God. Um, so no, we're not obligated to tithe. We're under the new covenant. I will say though, as a Christian, just as a decent person, if you're going to a church, you're using the resources there, you should be helping to replenish that. Um, it's just honestly being a crappy person if you're not. And as Christians, we're called to be joyful givers. We're called to uh, help people out whenever we can. Um, you know, we see in the New Testament, they were selling houses in order to, to give it the money to the church and, and things like that. So that is it with 10 seconds left. Boom. Done. That's it. Basically biblical. You see right there that awesome, awesome logo that I designed that I think is quite beautiful. But uh, that's all. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If uh, you have any other questions like this, uh, if you guys en enjoy this video, leave a comment, like. If there's any other questions you guys want to send in that you'd like to see another video, maybe tackling some more of these, or even questions that you would like to get a more in-depth answer on, uh, send those in. You can either comment below, and uh, I'll read through and get those. You can email me directly at jesse at basicallybiblical.com. Um, feel free to reach out to, we've got an Instagram, a Facebook page, a Twitter, any of those. I'm, I'm pretty active in monitoring, so if you reach out, we should be able to get you an answer pretty quickly. Um, and you can always specify, too, whether it's something you just want a direct answer to. Um, I'll, I'll do my best to try to get that to you, or whether you would just like to see it addressed on a video or, or something like that. But um, appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. God bless. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that video. We release new content every week, twice a week, once on Tuesday and once on Thursday. So don't forget to like and subscribe so you always see the newest content we have coming out. If you want to, you can check out a playlist that's down here and it'll take you into another video of ours that we think you're probably gonna enjoy. Thanks, God bless.